Today, I'm joined by Cody Mallory, host of the Scoop on Hoops basketball podcast. Let's go balls deep. Welcome to another episode of the Balls Deep Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Fantasy Basketball International. FBIBasketball.com is the website. You can find me on Twitter at AdamKing91. Today, as I said, joined by uh, Cody Mallory. Cody, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Thanks for having me on. That's all right. I uh, Yeah, this is a little bit less of a fantasy focus on, on this one, uh, much like my chat that I did with Lyle Swithenbank um, earlier. Uh, so you're actually the first person I'm talking to following the draft, uh, draft lottery, I think. So so we actually, yep. on all of my other shows, we've all been speculating where Victor will go. Uh, we now know where he's going to go. Well, we assume that we know Whoa. where he's going to go. The draft hasn't um, happened yet, man. There's still it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened, but uh, we're we're fairly confident uh, of where he's going to go. Um, and the NBA finals are set now. They this is again the first show I've done since since that happened. The Miami Heat continue to defy the odds. Uh, so we we will talk about about you and and your your journey, I suppose. But um, just given the it's very fresh in our minds, I suppose, what happened with the the conference finals. Um, you're obviously, I mean, anyone that knows who you are knows you're a Brooklyn uh, fan. And by the image on the wall behind you and your shirt that you're wearing, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> um, so so obviously the, the Nets uh, sort of didn't get to where you would like. But in terms of the Eastern Conference, what did you make of the, the conference finals? Man, I mean, it was a very – it was a crazy series, obviously. Back and forth. looked like Boston quit after game three in Miami straight mm. up. I thought they were going to get swept. Jalen Brown's, like, body language was not good at all. And then Boston, they just came back. And, I mean, I think everyone would agree they're clearly the more talented roster on paper. Mm. Um, they've been inconsistent all playoffs. We saw it in the first round against Atlanta. Obviously, they were able to beat him at six. We saw it against Philly when they went down 3-1, and Jason Tatum was pretty bad for a majority of that series, and especially yep. in game six until the last four minutes. Um, but you got to give credit to Miami Heat. They just keep defying all logic. They were like two minutes away from not even making the playoffs. They almost lost to the Bulls in that playing game. And it's just crazy. Like the ESPN basketball power index gave them a 3% chance to be yeah. Boston and make the finals. So Jimmy Butler's crazy. Obviously the role players, I hate the term. I hate hearing undrafted. I think that's disrespectful. Uh, They're all professional yeah. basketball players. Yeah. ESPN just nonstop undrafted, undrafted. Like, no, oh, no. they're yeah. playing for a reason. They are good. Like Caleb Martin, all their shooters have just been great. Yeah, the the whole undrafted narrative is a bit uh, overplayed. I think. I mean, it, it it is it is impressive that the Heat have been able to to oh, yeah. get these guys and and turn them into who they are. But yeah, look, we've heard it before. We don't need to hear it twenty times a game. 
Um, it's every game so, too. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so I guess projecting forward with the finals, uh, Nuggets Heat. Nuggets are obviously the favourites, um, but the Heat haven't been the favourites in any of their series so far. Oh, maybe they were favourites against the uh, the Knicks there, but anyway. Um, I think the Nuggets are going to win. What are your thoughts on on who's going to take out the title this year? I mean, I've picked against the Heat in every series except for the yeah. Knicks because I'm a I'm a Brooklyn fan, as you said. I can't root for the Knicks, so. But yeah, I don't enough. think they're getting past Boston. Um, I just I think the Nuggets are a different animal compared to what they've played against. I mean, Boston's as talented as anyone on paper, like I said, but they've been inconsistent kind of all year, definitely in the playoffs. Whereas the Nuggets have been a group that's kind of been together the last couple of years. One of the rare teams in the NBA that actually lets their core build together and not blow Mm -hmm. it up after one playoff loss. Same coach. Um, They just keep getting better and better. So, like I said, I've picked against the Heat pretty much every series. (laughs) I'm doing it again. I'm going with the Nuggets. I don't even think the game can make seven. I think it's five or six, truthfully. Yeah, I can see that as well. But much like you, I'm, I'm cautious to tip against the Heat just given what they've been able to do. But I think both teams are actually a, a pretty good example of not having to um, buy a title, like buy superstars. Right. They've, I mean, obviously Jimmy came in, he hasn't been there from the start, but he's been there for quite a few years now. And and they haven't sort of gone out and gone shopping and bought these superstars to to put around him. They've just confident in their coach and confident in their schemes and what they're doing on the the court, much like the Nuggets. So I think it's, I I like the matchup because of the, the fact that it isn't a super team. It's not, it's not sort of one of these teams that, that goes out and spends all their money on two or three players. Like we saw with, uh, with the Suns didn't work Um, with Brooklyn. Brooklyn hasn't worked. (laughs) Um, what are your, I, I suppose, transitioning a bit there into Brooklyn? Um, and again, we are going to get off basketball, but what are your thoughts, I suppose, looking ahead to next season? Like Ben Simmons, McCall Bridges, Cam Johnson, like they've got all these interesting pieces, but do they have a direction yet in your eyes? Like, are they just going to sit with what they've got now and, and build around that, or are they going to go out and try and get someone? Um, I mean, the direction is going to be decided by the front office this uh, this summer with do they want to continue to build around the core and wait? See, they're in like a tricky situation because they have a lot of draft picks, mm. um, but they're not their draft picks. So like they can't just pull out a tank because obviously the Rockets have their picks and the Rockets have the swaps. Um, there's been a lot of smoke about maybe they're going to go after Damian Lillard this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think they're going to trade Mikel Bridges. I know there's been rumors of the Trailblazers shopping that number three pick. Like I said, I don't think it makes sense for the Nets because they don't have their own picks. So ultimately, the direction of the team is going to be decided this summer. And being Australian, Ben Simmons is is sort of in the news a little bit over here for for a few different things. But um, from a from a Nets fan perspective what are your thoughts on him moving forward is he someone you'd like to see stick as part of the roster or or, or is it time to just give up and move on 
it's it's tricky it's, it's tough it's like this is probably the lowest his value will ever be so if you're yeah. moving on you're moving multiple first round picks to move on and a team that already doesn't control their first round picks does that make sense um are you going to salary dump them can you can try to convince portland to take him back kind of as a buy low buy low for them i mean honestly like I'm speaking from Nets fan in general. They're very sick of Ben Simmons already. And, I mean, I fall in that same class. Obviously, he's been really frustrating. But as long as he's on the Nets, I'm going to hope that he gets better. Because, I mean, I think you could argue he is the worst contract in basketball right now. After Russell Westbrook got out of his, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's a tough situation, but... Yeah, it is. I mean, I think we saw... I don't know. We saw some glimpses last season, very, very small ones. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. And, and and I mean, even here in Australia, he's the the talk here is because we're picking our national side now for for upcoming events, and he hasn't right. been named. Um, but the coaches sort of come out and said, "Hey, that's because of his injuries, not because of the talent." So we'd still like right. him to be part of our program. So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, what to think, really? Um, I, I hope yeah, I he mean, can he, turn it around. Just real quick, he did have like a major back surgery, so it's not mm. like he's just not playing. Like he did have a major back surgery last off season, and going back to the Nuggets, like Michael Porter Jr. went through the same surgery. He has talked about it publicly, saying like it takes eighteen months before you feel mm. close to normal. And Michael Porter is obviously an elite catch-and-shoot player, whereas Ben yep. Simmons is the furthest thing from a catch-and-shoot player. He's more built on strength, athleticism. So he might take even longer than the 18 months, but it's frustrating, man, because he's, he's the Nets' most expensive player now. We just had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say that, actually. It's, it's a, a good comparison there, Michael Porter Jr., because – he he has the ability because of he, what he does on the court to ease himself back in without people going, hey, you're not playing well, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, because he can hit his shots. Simmons, as you said, he, he is not that player and he needs his back at 100% to be able to get to the basket, um, defend right. the way he defends. So, yeah, look, fingers crossed um, he can turn it around. Uh so we'll we'll move into what the show's actually meant to be about. Um, and first question is, uh, so as I said, you you now host the Scoop on Hoops uh, podcast, which is your new show. I think you're four, five episodes in, something like that. Um, yep. So I've been listening to that. So that's been really good so far. Um, formerly, you were you did the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. So. Um, you're obviously expanding a little bit, moving into more general NBA stuff. So first question is for you, is the whole basketball thing, the the podcasting, the um, all of the research, everything, is that is that your job? Is that a job? Is it a hobby? And if not, what what do you do sort of outside of the basketball space? Yeah, so I mean it's it's mainly a hobby right now. Um do get some income coming in from it, but definitely not close enough to live off of, unfortunately. <laughs> I would like it to become like a full-time career path at some point, but got to keep grinding. Outside of that, um, I'm actually a district manager of some Dairy Queens, so I run like five or six Dairy Queens in my area. 
super busy about it, but it works out nice because the summertime here is when work is super busy and obviously yeah. there's no NBA games going on. And then when yeah. we slow down, like the fall, the winter is when the NBA picks up and then my work slows down. So it works out nice. Um, but yeah. Okay. And so for, I mean, most people listening will know Dairy Queen. I have no idea what Dairy Queen is, but I'm really? assuming it's like, a is that an ice cream shop? Is that or? Yeah. So it? it's like, yeah. it's like a big franchise, kind of like a McDonald's is not quite that okay. level, but slightly below it. But yeah. So the stores that I do, we um, obviously every Dairy Queen sells ice cream. We also sell food. Um, it's pretty okay. big. So. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's just something, I mean, a lot of the, the franchises that are over there or started over there have made their way over here. Dairy Queen is not one of them, unless unless they're just not in the city where I live. Um, that is possible. I don't know. I do know that Dairy Queen is uh, is global. I don't know. You're in Australia, right? You said. I am. Um, I'm just going to Google and see if Dairy Queen is in <laughs> Australia, because <laughs> it could yeah, be. I so I live. You're right. You go. Yeah. So I um I went to school for business, so finance. So this whole basketball thing, podcast thing, was not part of my education at all. It's kind of just a hobby I picked up. I started just tweeting stuff, gaining followers. I was approached by Sports Ethos Nets podcast. Um, done some like writing with uh, the Brooklyn Game. Wrote some articles. Been in some newspapers. So kind of something i've picked up obviously i did writing and stuff at school but it's just more of a hobby that i'm trying to like fine tune and grow kind of grow my own personal brand yep yeah much like me um yeah this is not something that i do full-time sadly uh it would be good but it's not it doesn't but and look mo i would say majority of people that i've spoken with don't do it full-time um it is more of a hobby that's sort of potentially gone too far and taken over their lives a little bit, but um, not enough for them to, to earn a living. So apparently we do have a Dairy Queen in Australia, um, okay. but not not many. It looks like there might be two. So one in Melbourne, really? one in one in Melbourne, one in Sydney. So the two, probably the two major cities that people would know about in Australia. So um, I'll be heading to Melbourne soon. So I'm going to go to Dairy Queen and see what it's all about. Uh, so we know how the Australian one is. I will, I will. Um, so, uh, so yeah, obviously you've touched on your work there. In terms of um, outside of work employment, what is it that you like to do? So for me, I really like movies. I just like sport. Um, I spend a lot of time with my kids and my family. Uh, for you, is is there is there a partner? Is there kids? What are your interests outside of outside of sport? Yeah, so no kids yet, not married, just turned 27 not too long ago, so not rushing in that front, but (laughs) I mean, a majority of my life besides work is really taken up by sports, whether it's talking about it, tweeting about it, writing about it. I also play, I'm in like a men's basketball league, Um, Mm -hmm. super competitive person. Like I said, I'm kind of washed up now, 27, so I got into (laughs) bowling, I bowl. And like leagues and tournaments, um, okay. just to pick up something competitive when I'm getting older. I like golfing. Um, not super big into like movies or TV, truthfully, because mm-hmm. if, if, if I'm watching TV, I'm watching a sport, whether it's football, 
baseball, obviously basketball, um, hanging out with friends. But like I said, a lot of the times it's sports related. So like I play in a soccer league. Okay. So still, still pretty active. 27 is not washed up. God. I don't even remember. <laughs> no, trust me. I, I don't feel uh I don't feel twenty one, twenty two anymore. I'll tell you that much. It takes me a day to recover now. Oh yeah, it takes me a week to recover. Um <laughs> wait wait till you get to forty whatever I am now. What what's twenty three? Forty four. So uh yeah, it takes a while to recover when you get to my age. I hope um, I'm still playing basketball then. <laughs> Yeah, I've just started uh, getting back into it. So I had a, uh, I did my ACL um, about, oh, uh, what are we in June? So 15 months ago. Um, okay. So playing basketball, tore my ACL and my PCL and had a few fractures in there. So I did a good job on it. Um, so I'm just starting to get back playing now, which is, which is good. I've really missed it. So it's good to get out and yeah. just be running around again. Um, it's one thing I haven't had is a major injury knock on some wood for me. You know, a couple of ankle sprains, but nothing crazy. So hopefully, <laughs> yeah, it, it's I've I've had ACL and Achilles, so I tore my Achilles when I was about. Uh, oh, I was still pretty young. I was still only about twenty, I think, when I tore my Achilles. Um, and unfortunately, it wasn't picked up when I when I did it. It was just a, it was a. I did it in – it was a very odd one because I didn't – normally, as you know, you see an Achilles, someone's running and it just looks like they get shot and they, they just grab right. for the back of their leg. I did mine you know, when I rolled my ankle. So I did it an ankle sprain and my Achilles at the same time. Um, and so I just thought, hey, it's a sprained ankle. I've had these before. Drove myself to the hospital. Um, they checked it out. They said, yeah, yeah, just strap it up take a month when it's feeling better, come back and play. And I did that. And I went, this does not feel like a sprained ankle anymore. Um, But because, and so it actually wasn't picked up for a couple of months. And then when eventually it was picked up, my body had started compensating. And so I've got a lot of bone spurs and calcified bone in my ankle because it was trying to compensate for the, the lack of strength in my ankle. So I've always had a dodgy ankle since then. Um, which That's was pretty insane. rough. But... That that it wasn't picked up, <laughs> and you were just yeah. walking around on it like nothing happened. Yeah, I was back playing on it, um, That's like crazy. six That's weeks crazy. after I did it, and I was and I, as a, much like you and anyone who's played basketball, you know what a sprained ankle feels like, and you can sort of oh, yeah. gauge gauge within yourself. Okay, I'm ready to go back now and ready right. to, to test this out. And, and so I thought I was, but it, it felt way different. So, um. So, so no TV, um, really, other than sport. So you like, so you said you like, um, well, basketball, obviously, football, baseball. In terms of fantasy sports, you like you, we know you're not a fantasy analyst per se, but you do play in fantasy sports. Do you play fantasy sports across all those major sports, and and do you have a favorite? Yeah, so I'm in um, fantasy basketball dynasty league. Um, fantasy, I'm in like three or four fantasy football dynasty leagues. I'm in a baseball one. Honestly, my favorite is baseball just because baseball is like a counting stats sport. Um, mm-hmm. Typically, the best team wins in baseball. That's what I'll say. I think most exciting is football because I play with my, a lot of my buddies from high school. So it's more of like the 
competition, you know, the trash talking, yeah. during the head to head matchups that are more enjoyable for me with football. And then yeah. honestly, like this was my first year playing fantasy basketball and okay. I actually had a good team. I think I came in third or fourth out of like 30 and it was just the injuries, man. The injuries killed me. Players resting. It was brutal. And it was like weekly lineup blocks. I, I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed it because it was a little gave me something to do in between football and baseball, but it's a big problem. And it's a big problem in the NBA too, not just my mm. personal fantasy experience. <laughs> It is, yeah, the, the whole injury thing. And, and I mean, I, I don't play fantasy football or, or baseball because in Australia, neither of those sports are, are very big. Um, they exist right. and we know we know of them. Fantasy football is getting a lot bigger. But yep. so fantasy football is obviously the games are on weekends or, or primarily sort of over a, a weekend. Um, NBA right. is every day. Baseball yep. is every day as well. That's right, isn't it? That's correct. Yep, every day. But I, uh, I mean, what I know about baseball, I would assume that the injury, the whole injury thing, isn't as prominent is in baseball because it's it's not a contact sport. It's it's you right. you might you hurt your shoulder or or going for a ball, whatever. But is that true? Like, because I know baseball's more games um, over the course of a season, but are the injuries as big a thing in fantasy baseball? Um. Well, there's 162 games as opposed to the NBA season, so it's almost double. But, no, there's definitely not as many injuries. Um, there's also more players in baseball. So, like, mm. each baseball team just has more players that play actively. So, if you have injuries, like, you're not putting in some 11th man off the bench for, like, the Minnesota yeah. Timberwolves. That's going to play, like, seven minutes a game. So, that's the difference. Like. They have nine guys getting at bats every game, and there's thirty something, thirty teams. So it's like there's plenty of players to pick from. Yeah. Whereas basketball is almost like half of that because there's what if you're lucky nine, ten man rotations in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. If you're lucky, depending on the team. Um, right. So I guess for me, like the question, it's raised a bit, I suppose, in terms of should the NBA cut the season back? So should should it be seventy five games or seventy games? What are your thoughts on that? Do you do you have an opinion on whether they should reduce the season and, and if they will reduce the season? So, I mean, for, like, the quality of the game to get players to stop resting, I think they should. Um, either that or just extend it, make it an extra month longer so that way you're not playing so many back-to-backs. Mm. Will they do it? Probably not because – in anything like we said before we're not full-time podcast hosts because it doesn't pay us enough so money <laughs> talks in every aspect of life and that's what's yep. going to talk with the nba they're getting all these huge tv deals because the more games you play the more games are on tv the more money you make so it's really like a tug of war i know they tried with like oh you can't win the mvp or whatever be all nba team mm. if you don't play a certain amount of games and like that's a step in the right direction but I don't know if that's really going to persuade players to be like, oh, I'm just not going to play tonight because the playoffs are more important to me or winning a championship is more important than me winning uh, MVP or most improved player or whatever it is. Yeah, it's it's certainly an interesting one. I mean, much like you, I think the money is going to be ultimately the deciding factor. And and if they're going to lose too much money, they just won't do it. And and they've they've – I think that we've got the in-season tournament starting next season. 
um, which is going to be that adds another layer to. I mean, a, a player is going to rest for this this tournament because I mean, I think every player gets a hundred grand or something. I can't remember exactly what what the incentives are. I don't but... understand the point of the in season tournament personally. I think it's stupid. Like, why you're adding games? Yeah. It's just dumb. Yeah, I, I don't I don't fully get why they're doing it. Um, and and whether this is going to be well, if these games, I'm not sure if they count towards the regular season. But if they don't, then why would players play? So that might be a, a period where they do take some rest. Um, speaking of rest, I suppose, and, and breaks, All-Star, are you a fan of the All-Star game? Um, it's, I don't know, it, it's gone a bit off the rails. So I'm a bit torn about it. Do you have a uh, an opinion on whether it should continue or, or what it could look like, maybe some changes they could make? So the um, the last All Star game was atrocious. Absolutely, yeah. it wasn't even like in the past. You'd be like, "Oh, like cool alley oop dunks" or like whatever. Yeah. This past one was just literally like watching a layup line. Like it was so boring. The best part was when uh, the two Boston players, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, were going at each other one on one. Yeah, and that was for like forty five seconds out of the game. Yeah. yeah, when they first when they first added the target score, like that first All Star game. Mm. was insane like it was players were like sweating like yelling at the refs like it was super intense and mm. then this past all-star game a player tried to make one defensive play lebron and he punched the rim and like hurt his finger and missed regular season games yeah um i i do think kind of going back to like the baseball route if they make it east versus west again and whoever wins the all-star game hosts the finals like has home court advantage maybe that makes it more competitive Mm. Um, depending on how much players value home court advantage in the finals, that's what they do in baseball. So, like, if the AL wins, then whoever is the AL team in the World Series, they get okay. the uh, home field advantage. So, like, that's some kind of incentive. I don't think money matters at all for these players. If you're an all-star no. in the NBA, you're already making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. You don't care about another 300000 or whatever they could throw at you. So, I mean, once again, it's money. They make money off this all-star game. The players need a little mm-hmm. mid-season break, so they're not going to get rid of it. But hopefully they try something to make it so the players care a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't think getting rid of it is the the solution. And obviously getting named to an all-star team is, is a big honour um, for a player. Yeah. So I don't think they're ever going to get rid of it. But, yeah, as you said, I think they need to – to change it up. I didn't mind the dunk comp this year. Um, it was better than it had been the last few years. I always enjoy the three point shootout. Um, Cause I think it's, it, it's, a, it's try it's sort of tried and tested. It works. The format works. Right. Um, I'm not sure about all the bonus balls and they've got that, the really long one now, like the, I can't, it's worth four points or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. I don't know. About, I don't know about that, but Anyway, I guess we'll see. Um, so before I let you go, we normally – so this is the little bit of the show that has a bit of a fantasy element to it. The first okay. – well, part of the question's been answered because it's about it's about Wim- Victor Wembanyama next season. The first part of the question was where would you like to see him go? Well, that we, we've pretty much got an answer to that. We the know Brooklyn he's Nets. I want him to go to the Nets somehow. Oh. I picked 21. We. <laughs> Yeah, God, good luck there. Uh, <laughs> he's so he'll he'll go to the Spurs. Uh, I, I don't think there's any chance they trade that pick. Um, I, 
why would no. they? They'd be stupid too. No so, chance. so he'll be going to San Antonio. What are your thoughts on on that as a landing spot when compared to what the other, I guess the the primary options were going to be Detroit, Houston, Charlotte, maybe, uh, and Spurs. Is Spurs sort of a, a good landing spot for you in terms of uh, his development? Yeah, I mean, two better to end up with than Greg Popovich, right? Like, who knows how long Pop has left, but in terms of coaching, like, you have the other players that came from overseas that played for Pop. Um, I mean, Victor looked very happy when he found out, like, where he was going. I mean, I know there was a little fist pump when he found out where the Rockets were picking. (laughs) So, like, he seemed happy. Um, I mean... It's like I said, it's Greg Popovich. So, like, what could go wrong? That's right, and and I think, um, I mean, it's obviously hasn't been there for a while, but there's that connection with Tony Parker as well. Um, right. uh, Nick Batum um, is obviously a big sort of French player here as well. Um, so, I, I think there's a there and and Ginobili, who I mean, he's not French, but that European flavor that the, the Spurs right. have been able to develop these European kind of players. So. Yeah, look, I'm initially I, I actually wanted him to go to Charlotte just because I thought uh, both he and Lamelo that'd be a really really cool thing to watch. Um, right. But I don't mind him on on the Spurs now, and and the fantasy element of this is if we look ahead to next season in a fan, if you're in a fantasy league, just not a dynasty because dynasty he's going top three in most spaces that we're, we're doing some some mock drafts at the moment or. Um, but in a redraft league, where I mean, where are you hoping that you might be able to get him? And and would you have any opinion on what his ADP might be? So where where he will be going based on or everything? I mean, so like I don't do redraft fantasy basketball, so I'm just like throwing this out okay. there, but. He seems like a very high upside pick where he could end up being like the number one player. So like I'm assuming he's projected in the top ten still. For redraft leagues? Yeah. Or is that too is that too aggressive? Uh it's probably on the high end of where he's he's okay. probably gonna go. So I think most of the analysts that I've I've spoken with would love to get him in the third round of a redraft league, but that's not going to happen. Um, I was going to say, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm no expert on this, but if yeah. third round, like, I'll take him. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's pretty much no way he falls that far. I think he's going to go probably around pick 15. So, like, back end of a first round in a redraft league is where okay. he will go. But you're going to get people that are going to go, hey, I've got pick five, I'm taking Wembenyama. Um I mean, and, like I said, is, I'm no expert, but... Hell, if I could get him at like 10, 11, 12, like even 8, 9, like you know the stud, like you know Luca, you know the Joker, like yeah, even Shay, Shay, Shay's going to be up there, I would imagine, in, in redraft. Yeah. He had a crazy season. It's like you know those guys because one, they have the same upside as Bumbanyama, but they're proven. Like you know what they're going to do. Yeah. The Spurs are still rebuilding. Are they going to pull the Thunder and kind of shut them down early? Are they going to be cautious with his minutes? So there's all those factors, but. The upside's crazy. Like he could average 30, 10 in five blocks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Um obviously there's plenty of YouTube stuff you can go and watch on him and NBA's been covering all of his games this right. season. So 
if you're not sure about what he can do, go and watch this. There's highlights everywhere. And, and that, I don't know if you saw that, um, the putback that he did off his own three pointer where he, yeah, I saw missed that. The, like that's people say the, the whole video game narrative gets thrown out there about how he's, he's playing like a video game. That is a video game move. Like that's, uh, that's just not something you see. Uh, have ever seen anyone do and, and it's it was ridiculous he is who everyone was hoping chris Porzingis would be yeah pretty much yeah and but like four inches taller five inches right. taller but even a, more insane yeah there was a video uh i think i saw it on twitter like this week of him rudy gobert was awarding him something it was some trophy or i don't know what it was he towers over Gobert now. It's not even close. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, it's insane. Yeah. So I don't know if he's still growing, but God help us if he is. Uh, <laughs> so, that, so that'll so that do it um, for the show today. So I guess just for anyone listening, let them know what you've got or where they can find you, but also what you've got uh, planned for the, the next few months in the lead up to the NBA season. Yeah, so... Um... I'm mainly on Twitter, so you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at RealCodyMallory. Um, in addition to that, I mean, I, like you said, I just launched my own podcast right around two weeks ago today, actually. We're um, recording episode five after I finish up here. Um, huh. We're just going to be talking about the NBA. I mean, the off season in the NBA is crazy. Like, there's no off season. There's rumors every day. Like, we just recorded yesterday. And I have a queue of like 15 bookmarks in my Twitter that is like already all these crazy rumors like D'Angelo Russell, uh, obviously Bob Myers stepping down. So the NBA just there's news every day. Um, we're going to try to get a couple episodes out every week during the off season and then during the regular season. Besides that, I'm not really writing anywhere right now. So free agent, like I said, Twitter at Real Cody Mallory is where you can mainly find me and then my podcast. All right, sounds good. Yeah, like I said, go and listen to the show. It's good. It, it covers a bit of everything, um, which is and it's very. I think you, as you said, even in the off season, you need to have constant shows because the the news breaks every couple of days, and we've got the the draft is what three weeks away or something, and then summer league, free agency, all of that um, coming up, and then it'll be September, and then we'll be getting ready for the season. So. Uh, Yeah, go and follow Cody on Twitter. Check out the podcast. That will do it for today's show. Remember, uh, you can check out all of our content over at fbibasketball.com. Matt Lawson's got the Dynasty show rolling now. Um, Very, very interesting stuff. Um, He's breaking down uh, an industry mock that we're doing. Uh, We're actually doing two. We're, We're obviously all pretty desperate for content and and for something to do um so go and check out all of his stuff over at our web uh, over at our website follow the podcast on spotify google podcasts apple podcasts love it if you could give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our youtube channel until next time catch up you just listened to another episode from the fantasy basketball international podcast network Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.